Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. and welcome to the Castle Talk podcast where we talk to writers and creators of today's genre worlds from Denver, Colorado. I'm your host, Jason Henderson, author of the upcoming series Young Captain Nemo from Fievel and Friends Macmillan Books. And my co-host is attorney Julia Guzman of Guzman Immigration of Denver. Talking this week to Bridget Nelson and Mary Jo Peel who perform commentary with riff tracks, especially focusing usually on mid-century industrial films with titles like Duties of a Secretary and The Prom a pleasure and now we're back with a new short we're going to talk to them about the 1968 film farm family in summer and a feature-length college alien invasion remake called deadly instincts (laughs) welcome guys thank you that was a mouthful and well delivered too no kidding thank thank you very much uh bridget and mary joe are both from minnesota both performers on the tv program MSD3K. It's uh, in recent years that the work as a duo has uh, really taken off. And uh, and that's true, isn't it? I mean, uh, uh, last year we spoke about a year ago, and you had kind of started to do a lot of these these films as a as a duo. And uh, how has that cemented? Well, I think that uh, I think together we have really found uh, our our legs and as as a as a couple and um we we often uh will have these conversations where when i think when we first started out and bridget interrupt anytime i think we were a little tentative about uh stepping on each other's toes and uh not saying uh how we felt about certain lines because we were just trying to get ourselves up and running and now it feels like we're in this really great rhythm where I can just say, I don't like that line, or can we do it this way? What would you think this of this? And uh, neither of us takes it personally. And that's that's been really exciting because I think it gives way to um, uh, increased productivity and creativity. Yes, and yes, because now Mary Jo lets me have four lines per short, and I think that is so nice of her. You're welcome. We finally got it where where it's a nice no. <laughs> but she really hit the nail on the head. Um, we really just have started uh, working. We always worked well together because we get along and everything, but we really are getting a lot faster. We're like, I don't like this line. Oh, okay. How about this one? Yeah, that one's better. Where you're right, Mary Jo. Earlier on, it was like this is funny, but what if you know, just kind of tiptoeing, and it's just fun to get back into a um, 
just a great comedy writing room kind of atmosphere. Yeah, the way that, it, kind of a thing. The, the, the way One you do this, if that, I understand uh, correctly, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize, Mary Jo. Go ahead. No, not at all. One thing that uh, Bridget and I always marvel at is uh, when we were first starting our writing meetings, we would always, <laughs> whosoever house it was at, we would always <laughs> prepare like tea and snacks. And then <laughs> finally, I said to Bridget, what are we doing? I mean, I feel like I'm drained by the time we meet to write because I prepared this, this little gathering for us. And so that has been so freeing for us to not, not feel like we have to provide lunch like we're having a tea every time right. we get together. Yeah, we couldn't help ourselves. That's probably something Jason would not resonate with, but it's definitely I definitely resonate with is that women I think are much more likely to try to make everything a hosted event instead of just yes. a, <laughs> a meeting. Yes, that is so true because sometimes the uh, Mike, Kevin, and Bill will come over here to rehearse or do something, and I'm like, "Well, Mike, there's dishes all over." He's like, "I, it's I, Kevin does not care, you know." But yeah, I, yeah. I still, I still bustle around. And sometimes go buy them caramel corn anyway. Like, you're right. You gotta at least give them something. Something. <laughs> Bustle around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Process. I want to. Want to. I know you went over this last time, but I just wanted to make sure I understand here what you're referring to when you're talking about the lines and these movies for the audience who hasn't watched them. You can find the rooftracks.com. Uh, and they're done what what I might call, and you'll forgive me, they're done MST3K style, which is to say the commentary is viewed at the same time you're watching the movie. It's going, it's a commentary that's going on out loud. And so to write that script, if I recall, tell me if this is true. You guys watch the movie separately, you write your jokes separately, and then you bring them into the room and you throw them at one another. Is that correct? You divide, you divide up the script between you, right? That I don't remember. Yeah. Is that how? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so, right. But, I mean, you'll wind up having competing so, – so you won't even have competing jokes for a section of the of, – No, of, right. No. We kind of split right. it right down the middle. and um, Or if there's a larger, like a big, long movie, um, uh, I'll go, like, you know, I'll write the first ten, then Mary Jo the second ten, third ten, oh, go back and forth. So our voice is, you know, in there. So we split it down the middle. And then we come together and go over it, and that's when we co start collaborating, like, eh, you know, on different lines, and we'll throw in ideas. And so by the time it's done, it's totally a mashup, really, of the two of us. Um, mm -hmm. With what you say, MJ, we, we end up moving lines, like, oh, this one's would my line from this section would be funnier in your section there, that kind of thing. Well, and absolutely, and I know that sometimes I have, um, I will get, execute very clumsy verbiage, and so Bridget <laughs> will simplify it, so it feels like every single line just about is is really a melding of the two of us. Yeah, I would I would totally agree, and I think, um, also, Mary Jo, with I have a problem with what is that? We I don't quite know what it is. Dyslexia or whatever. Where I use kind of the wrong. I just kind of sl I flip words, and so you do that to me too. Like, no, you're actually mean. So it's it's just kind of fun and getting over that embarrassment too. Like, oh yeah, and my yeah. spelling problems. Well, that probably for that to that point, what you were saying earlier about feeling less bad about. And again, that's that's more that's more specific for women than it is to men. It's feeling bad correcting something, you know, it's like, 
I, you know, if you use the wrong word, I can see where if you're just starting to work together, Mary Jo might be might be hesitant to say that's not the right word. And then after a few times, then you know what? It's better if she knows now than if she finds out from some, you know, some comment on on the, online. <laughs> That's a a really good point. And also, um, for the betterment of the script, I think Bridget and I are simpatico with that idea. We just want the best script and best entertainment, funny delivery. And um, so we're, we're both working toward that, I dare say. One thing, I don't know if Bridget, oh, Bridget, you're going to be really mad at me for bringing this up, but Bridget has pagination issues. (laughs) Uh, embarrassing pagination issues. <laughs> Bridget, I'm sorry. Should I have not said anything about your pagination? But hey, you know what, Mary jo, What does I don't know what what does pagination mean? I don't even know what it means. <laughs> you know, you know when we combine scripts and like yours is um, uh, the indentation is funky. That's what pagination is. <laughs> oh. A very quick side note. A, a quick side note. I wrote a script that was supposed to be 90 pages, and I kept working on it. And then finally, I was done, and it was like 140 pages. And I had only like put in like eight extra lines. Yeah. And then I had to have someone help me. And they're like, "No, you just put all these weird spaces, and you have like oh, no. eight pages of yeah pagination." Thank you, Mary Jo. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, the, the, I, I want to ask you specifically about this, the, the, uh, these two scripts, but um, one thing I've noticed, you know, we were watching last night, you also have distinct characters. And I think that's, that's uh, I, I noted this last time, I think it's a little bit less true with the guys. You know, I think back on the TV show, some, there were some, you know, like Tom Servo was obnoxious, you know, for instance. But with Bridget and Mary Jo, I noticed that I don't know if Bridget and Mary Jo, the commenters, are actually intended to be Bridget and Mary Jo, the humans. But I, but you have distinct characters. Bridget, you, you play a more, I don't, I, I don't know quite how to describe it, a more sweet, naive sort of character, you know, the... Uh, 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 Mary Jo, you're you're a little more sardonic. Do you pick up on this, or or am I imagining this? Or is it just your personality? Well, I I think I'm hewing pretty closely to my personality. I think I think it's a bit heightened because we are uh, performing to a degree. But I feel like when I make those comments, having written them, it's pretty authentic. Bridget, what do you think? Um yes, I think that they are a um a heightened version of our of ourselves or a, a, yeah, I do. I agree. Like a comedic version like a of soup, ourselves. It's a, but... yeah, souped up kind of. Very cool. <laughs> and do you sing okay. as much in real life as you do on the <laughs> on the program? <laughs> Break into song I randomly. <laughs> oh, I do. I totally yes. Do. Yes. I love I the singing. I definitely identify yeah. with that. I yeah, I get yelled at from, you know, for singing for my family. Like, why, Dad, you don't have to sing another song. Does everything remind you of a song? Well, yes. <laughs> can, I, can I move into your house and then we can, like, defend each other? Because that happens to me as well. Yeah, it, yeah. We, have, we have one Broadway obsessed teen who like breaks into Broadway songs all the time, and, and that's um, outstanding. That's excellent. <laughs> that's well, it's there. Uh, so, okay, uh, all right. I went, Farm Family in Summer, 1968. This movie, by the way, looked like home movies to me. I gotta say, this is the, the weirdest experience. Farm Family is a short film that. Uh, I don't even know why, I don't know who it's, 
I don't know what it's for, but it's it's just showing the life of a farm family as they go to the state fair uh, in mm-hmm. 1968. You know, they get up, they do farm stuff, and then they go out. You know, what? how did you find this movie and why does, I, I mean no disrespect to it, I'm sure that everybody's wonderful, but why does it exist? Like, what's it for? Well, well Mary Jo, we, today, we I, have wondered, yeah. we've wondered that go. too, and I think, sorry to interrupt you, Bridget, um, we wondered that too, and I wonder if it was shown to all these the the flourishing of suburbs in that era, and sort of you know introducing school children to the idea of the suburbs having encroached on these farm families. <laughs> what I what I think is so funny is that um, they hardly do any farming. There are four episodes and they hardly do any farming. Wow. Yes. Wow. You have not seen anything yet. There's there are we go through all the seasons and we've riffed them. They're already in the can waiting waiting for their um seasons to come around and um Kind of an interesting thing, I was reading about it, and the guy who directed them ended up having something to do with Lucasfilm, and he was doing a remake of something he had seen when he was a kid um, from the 30s or, or something, you know, that was old already when he was a kid, but he just felt like it was so not such a, a very good depiction, so he wanted to, when he got hired by whatever it is, Mary Jo, what is it, Encyclopedia Britannica or something? It was Britannica. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. to do it, he wanted to make a more realistic family. So they, um, he was originally from the area, or and um, or his brother, there was some relation, so they were like interviewing families, and nobody was any good, and then finally they were talking to this guy, Red, and he ended up knowing that guy's brother or dad, and then it was like, oh, crepes, yeah, we'll do it. And because it was a connection, (laughs) which is kind of amazing. And then they um, they kind of wrote the scripts, kind of loose scripts. And Mary Jo and I, we have really fallen in love with this family. Well, I'm obsessed. I don't want to speak for Bridget, but I I became obsessed with them. And then, um, yeah, there's an aspect that we kind of keyed in to the very first one we did that resolves itself by the fourth one um, about someone who is not who he appears to be in the farm yeah you start to set up that mystery in this in 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 this one well gosh 1968 but mary joe if you're obsessed with this family 1968 that's not so long ago i mean these boys listen to me saying that's not so long ago but nevertheless these boys could be uh, they'd be in their 60s now you know there's a really good chance that they're alive out there. Well, Bridget, would you care to field that? They are alive and well. In fact, uh, one of the fellas um, uh, played in the NFL for seven years. And, <laughs> yeah, and one, Bridget did the homework. I mean, because we get, I got so obsessed, and so she did homework. So. Yeah, like That's once awesome. we found out they were from Whitewater, Wisconsin, like I've been there. I've spoken at that high school before, you know, <laughs> and um, so it just felt so super real. So I started looking it up and um, Dale Markham played for the Packers at the end of his career and a couple other teams. It was, but I think Mary Jo, like what, six, seven or something? Six foot seven, I think. Six foot seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's huge. And then the other one is like a um, works in commodities trading and I think for you know, some, it, it, they're all, and they all live in the Midwest still, mid, in the Midwest. It, it was just so super fun. And 
we toyed around with like kind of doing something with that. And then I think MJ, then we kind of just decided we'll just, we'll just leave it within the context of the, of the shorts, our wonder and excitement. <laughs> yes. No, right. It, it got a little complicated because I was all like, we're going to have a after school special about them. We're going to have a podcast. We're going to do this. And then, then I had to. Right, at the very least rain. have them, have them reenact the, you know. <laughs> Sitting at the dinner table. Well, but Chris is right. I think, it, I think I think it was better just leaving it as is, and um, so yeah, it was a really interesting journey with the farm family. Uh, yes. Okay, we, we should it, move yeah, on. Yeah, we love to... the fashion, especially the um, the plaid shirts, and then the the paisley. At one point, one of you comments about paisley. And I turned to Jason and I said, you know, back in the 80s, I thought Paisley would always be in style because it was so timeless. I remember saying that. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> but that, yeah, by the way, I, I got to say, looking at that farm, I mean, it just made my heart warm watching this sort of family captured in 1968. But I, I, look, I, if Minnesota is really that green in the summer, that is definitely an improvement over Oklahoma. I, I, it's, it was, uh, that was amazing to which watch. Is, which um, is where Jason's family has, has a farm. So yeah, for sure. So okay, yeah, farming in Oklahoma. There's been times <laughs> in our nation's history where it hasn't gone very well, right? <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you eliminate the topsoil, then that will happen. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay, um, uh, okay, deadly instincts is the feature length picture. Now this is a this is a fine film. Uh this this uh uh I god bless. I don't even know how to explain a 1997 remake of the 1986 film Breeders. Um why what how did you find yourself <laughs> How why when okay. uh... you, it it's a, it's a this oh, is, and I think this... I think actually the mo more important question in there is where, because I absolutely love the the whole even in the description on the website it says in a faraway you know Boston Scotland. Yes. <laughs> I, just, I, feel, I think the other thing that made me laugh the most throughout the whole thing is you guys pointing out and 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 also I started looking for them as well the randomly placed Boston things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stupid, clearly not Boston. Yep. So tell us about coming to breeders. I mean, it's not breeders. It's a deadly instincts now. I think it was called a couple of different things. Well, um, I, you know, once I saw her super cool outfit, I thought I, <laughs> we have to do it. Her um, <laughs> Patty Smith outfit from, you know, the warrior. Uh, I yeah, just, I yeah. had, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know, Mary Jo did it, it as usual. It kind of comes down to what is available that we can get a copy of that doesn't have copyright issues. That's ready to go. I mean, sometimes you you have to like dig around in the junk drawer of what's that riff tracks and <laughs> go. Well, how about this one? Right. Well, right. and they're copyrighted, right? You're just licensing them, but you mean something that you can get for the right price? Is that the idea? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That isn't. Yeah. Exactly. Because you know it would be fun to you know Mary Jo and I want to do a million different movies but obviously we can't do them because they're too expensive but but okay right. just to recap what this movie is about a, at a university um students begin to disappear after uh after in, a, in, boston. Uh, in boston in boston right a number of students who go to college in boston begin to suffer vicious attacks when after uh an alien emerges from a from an asteroid and starts to i think uh 
well, plaster women to walls and I think sexually assault them. I, I'm not sure what's going on. No, 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 no. He does not impregnate them. He just gets them to carry his eggs. <laughs> that's, what he, <laughs> that's what they say in the movie. That is the weirdest. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't... please, come on. So it's kind of exploitative, but kind of scared about being exploitative, which is even more odd. No, it's, uh, it's super exploitative, just not in that way. <laughs> Thank you for, but but, but not effectual. Not ineffectual. I mean, it's so preposterous that, um, yeah, exactly. It's preposterous. I think that's why we decided to do it, right, Mary Jo? Like, we were like, oh, is this too... It's just ridiculous. And then the, it's just ridiculous. So we thought it was... We thought it was funny. I mean, some of yeah. you might call it an alien rip. If you're trying to understand, like, what does this movie look like? It's an alien ripoff. You've got a lot of people moving yeah. down corridors and a giant creature right. that is grabbing. The creature's actually not half bad. I told you. Yeah. It's kind of a scary creature. Yeah. I think, but they show. Yeah. Here's my thing. I don't know about writing films uh, that much, but I do know you shouldn't show the scary creature in the first scene. And they yeah. do. <laughs> like, there's no sense. There's no sense of what's going to happen. He's like in the very first scene, so there's no mystery <laughs> whatsoever from the beginning. It's 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 strange. The characters in this movie, I, I, where, for instance, the main character is a professor, a very very super handsome, like super hot professor. Who, See, you're under his you're under his spell too. We I am you under know, Ashley's got. I, I yeah. Yeah, I and and yeah, he is, he's, they say a dreamboat. He's a dreamboat professor. Yeah, dreamboat. All the ladies love him, and there is zero. To my understanding, this guy seems to have no problem dating his students, like none. No, there's not, not a, a thing. <laughs> there's not it's, a moment. It's, it's not a thing in the movie at all, except for the headmistress or the principal kind of giving him a cockeyed glance, like, uh, "Hey, you know," which I find fascinating he could be dating any one of those girls and he probably has and not a thing well i think i think the only reason that that whatever that woman position is is upset about is that he's not dating her (laughs) yes i think you might be right yes yeah she appears to be about exactly eight years older than everybody else and that takes her out of the running with uh and probably still eight years younger than him Right, and yeah. then and then the janitor gets to date people too, which yep. oh my which god, that's not that's a right. thing either. And not to be classist about it, but but just that it's an open field at that college, whomever <laughs> with whomever. No matter. I love when right. Mary Jo asked Bridget if she would date a um a, a janitor, and she's like, marry one. <laughs> I just started laughing because that's the whole my character on MST was that he was the janitor. Oh, good! Uh, I'm glad that we aim. We that's our goal is the is the laughter. But it is it, it this this was a really wonderful choice because it's yeah it's a terrible Thank terrible you. movie, but the jokes are good and 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 with a movie like this I would think that it gets hard with the fact that these things are like ninety minutes long, so where you can be enjoying yourself like for the first hour and then you're like oh my god there's still thirty minutes of of this whatever movie you're watching and you still have to come up with more jokes for that. Mm-hmm. Well, believe me. Uh, we ha- well, we also had a contributing writer on this. We had Molly Hodgson wrote um, 
a little bit of this one too, which really helped, don't you think, Mary Jo, just to kind of have another, um, just a fresh eyeballs on it because of what you're saying, because of it's longer. I don't know how the guys have been doing it all these years, to tell you the truth. No, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, just have a, injecting a fresh viewpoint and then that, that shakes up my thinking and approach to things. And Molly is super smart and super funny. So it's always Fabulous. a treat. Mm-hmm. This is your mm-hmm. first feature-length film? Is this the, the, the first one? Oh, no. No, we've done a couple of them. But we hadn't done oh, one okay. for a while, I don't think, right, Angel? Like, I, yeah, I can't uh, remember what the oh, last Angel's one Revenge. Was yeah, Angel's oh, Revenge. Okay. Yeah. I have not seen yeah. it, so there we go. Yeah. Uh, all right. We should probably let you guys get going, but I am so thankful that you would stop and talk about Deadly, uh, Deadly Instincts slash... Breeders 1997 and uh, and Farm Family in Summer, which is which is truly so delightful. These they actually go well together because it's such a cockamamie, <laughs> it's such an odd like double feature. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and uh, I, I, I yeah, don't even get me started. So, okay, thank you very very much, Bridget and Mary Jo. Your movies can be found right now at rifttracks.com, and you also run around the country doing live stuff. Oh yeah, but I should ask when. Is your next live performance if you have one planned? Yeah. Our Christmas so we, special will be out, right? MJ will have another Christmas special this year in de- December, yeah. and Farm Family in fall will be out October 11th. And is there Yay! anything else that you, would, that you would like to plug that you guys are working on? Oh, uh, I'm doing a show at the New Hope Cinema Grill, their comedy night on uh, September 23rd, and I'm sure there's something else I'm doing and I can't remember. I feel like there is. I feel like there's. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm speaking, oh, I know, I'm speaking at um, the St. Cloud, Minnesota Women's Reading Group. <laughs> I'm the featured speaker. Yes, I'm the featured speaker. And my speech will be entitled, Still at the Kids' Table, What It Was Like Fantastic. to Be Dar Jones's Daughter. It's oh, for God. my mother. Oh, can, I come, can I come to that? I, I oh, love dear, that I love so that bad. so much. That sounds really delightful. It's the oldest uh, organization in the state, women's organization. Did you know that, Mary Jo? They came in and they set up a Carnegie Library, and it's kind of amazing for the you know the prairie people. Anyway, kind of cool. So I'm sure that'll be. I'm sure it's sold out. Darn. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. Um, thank you very much. I'm really glad that you guys could talk, and I'll make sure that that you guys uh, get to get to listen in, and and hopefully maybe maybe next year we can check in with you guys again or something, or maybe sooner. You never know. Have a fantastic day. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks, you guys too. Bye. So long.